You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. What's up, everyone? I'm back. Jason Jones, ruler of the court podcast. Your stop for some Kings talk, some hip hop talk and whatever else may come to mind. Coming back pretty quick from the last episode, because since we last talked, the Kings have indeed hired a coach. They've offered the job to Mike Brown, Warriors assistant. He's accepted the job. So the Kings once again are back into the former Golden State Warriors assistant (laughs) bucket to try to get this thing fixed in Sacramento. This is the fourth former Warriors assistant the Kings will have on the sideline since 2013, starting with Michael Malone, then you had Luke Walton, then you had Alvin Gentry, and now we're going to Mike Brown. So I guess eventually someone from the Steve Kerr coaching tree is going to work in Sacramento, or at least that's the hope (laughs) with this hire. And a lot of people, myself included, I thought Mark Jackson would not have been a bad, would have been a good fit. I thought Mark had some, probably had some good momentum in his favor going for the job. But clearly that didn't happen. But I'm not going to get too much into that at the moment. Let's talk about what's going on right now with what the Kings are getting with Mike Brown as their coach. Um. Clearly, the Kings prioritized experience and defense with this hire and even with their other finals, Steve Clifford and Mark Jackson. And you get that with kind of with uh, Brown's background, having been an assistant with uh, Greg Popovich. You know, of course, you got the defensive background. If you spent time there, you know, with time in Cleveland, those teams are considered to be pretty decent defensive teams. Uh, and Golden State, for all their flash and scoring, when they're at their best, they're also a damn good defensive team. So uh, you, we obviously know Mike's not bringing Draymond Green and those guys and Andrew Wiggins with him. But So there's still a lot of work to be done with the roster to help the defense. But that's what you get with Mike Brown. If you look at his career marks, uh, his record is actually better than even I thought. You know, overall, he has a... 347 and 216 record. That's a 60, 61.6 winning percentage. Uh, made the playoffs every year except his first year in Cleveland. And his um, in terms of full seasons, his last, his last, his one year back in Cleveland, 
for the 2013-14 season. He uh, he got fired after five games with the Lakers in 2012-13. So clearly he didn't make the playoffs. He only got five games. But, you know, winning record every year except his final two seasons. That would have been, like I said, the 1-4 and four record with the Lakers. And also the 33-49 and 49 record with the post-LeBron Cavs. Um. Uh, former NBA Coach of the Year in 2009 when his Cavs won 66 games, got bounced in the playoffs, of course, by Boston. Was that Boston? That was Boston that bounced them. Yeah, he gets, you know, got, you know, was that Boston? I forget what you know, but yeah, he got bounced in the playoffs. And <clears throat> no, 2009, took that back. 2009 was Orlando that, bought, that bounced them. Yeah, Boston was the next year in 2010. You know, but... You know, he's got you know, two 60-win seasons, four 250-win seasons under his belt. It was 41-25 and 25 with the Lakers in that uh, lockout shortened 66-game season. So you, you just look at the the, the, the the numbers overall, just in terms of wins and losses. Mike Brown would appear to be a good hire. But what are some of the cons? I know if you look at some of the Sacramento media, almost like Mike's had a cheering section. <laughs> to, to because people didn't don't trust Vivek Ranadive, and once there were reports that Vivek liked Mark Jackson, there became there became a big Mike Brown, please Mike Brown, please push. But what are some of the cons? I mean, I talk to people, you know, I ask, you know, I still talk to folks, kind of get a feel for why has a guy with so much success not been a head coach in so many years. He hasn't had a head job since uh, 2014, the last time Mark Jackson also had a job. And it's odd to me in some ways that people question why Mark hasn't coached in so long. But there, there haven't been a lot of questions, at least from what I've seen, as to why Mike Brown hasn't coached and been a head coach in so long. Uh, Mark's obviously been in television. Mike's been on the sidelines with the Warriors since 2016. So... After being fired by the Cavs in 2014, two years later, he gets back in the game with the Warriors. Uh, just talking to people around the league and people I know, the one knock that had always been on Mike everywhere he'd been was his offense. Uh, very criticized for being a very isolation-heavy offense. I mean, you have a young LeBron James, you're putting the ball in his hands a lot and asking him to go to work. Uh, but that's been a criticism of his. And also been a criticism as to whether... He can command the respect of a locker room of a big time, you know, a team that's really good, so to speak. And it doesn't say a lot in that regard if you get fired five games into a season to a, with a Laker team that has Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. But the Lakers were also a mess at that point. So you really can't hold that against them because they would go ahead and hire Mike D'Antoni to replace him. And we all know Mike D'Antoni, that didn't work out well for him either. So I'm not going to hold the time from the Lakers against him, but it does kind of bring in the question, how will the Kings play offense? Has the time in Golden State kind of through osmosis <laughs> rubbed off on Mike to where maybe he'll have a, you could say, a more modern NBA offense? We'll see. He'll get a chance now, now that he, he'll be the head man in Sacramento. But that does... Uh, that that is something to to look out with this hire, and also just this whole notion of whether or not he can command the respect of the locker room. 
Um, the Kings haven't, fa- you know, the last coach that, that from I could gather truly had the respect of the locker room was Michael Malone. I think the guys, you know, you go, you go through the years, the guys didn't care for Ty Corbin collectively, didn't care much for uh, George Carl collectively. Uh, we're ill on Dave Yeager. Guys liked Luke, but didn't seem to play with the level of effort and consistency that you would think from a guy they like. For a guy they like, and the same thing happened with Alvin. So you're, you're coming into a situation where can, even though the roster, the locker room is not the same, we're talking about a couple of guys who are still there, mainly the guy we're talking about is De'Aaron Fox. Can Mike Brown reach De'Aaron Fox? Can Mike Brown tap into something so that De'Aaron can stop teasing everyone with his talent and turn those teasing moments into consistent play at an all-star high level, uh, high level of play, which we have not seen from De'Aaron consistently in his career. Even De'Aaron would tell you this season was not a good season for him. I mean, we got good De'Aaron for stretches after the uh, Sabonis trade, but that's not enough. This team is going to be out the playoffs again, out the play-in again, if you get De'Aaron kind of like easing his way into the season or struggling to start the way he did this this past season. Team isn't deep enough or good enough to overcome uh, the player who they want to, to they, they've invested in as if he's their best player. If that player is not playing at a high level, this team just isn't good enough to make anything happen, in my opinion. Not my, my opinion, it's a fact. Have you not watched this team? <laughs> so, well, talking to, no, but getting back to this this current hire, uh, I think Mike benefited a lot from kind of what would appear to be the anti-Mark Jackson wave. And I've covered it before. I've talked about it in multiple places. Uh, Mark, you know, whether fairly or unfairly, has, it got a reputation that, people don't like some of it you could say from his own doing based on things he said someone mentioned it to me today they feel like his comments about jason collins back in the day were you know maybe you know they still haven't forgotten that i i'd wonder if maybe mark's a lot different you know seven eight years after that eight years eight years later you would wonder you know but there really has been a kind of a, a narrative about mark jackson that's I think when it came to the Kings, this was going to make it tough, even if Vivek Ranadive really wanted to hire Mark for him to hire Mark, in part because Vivek has had a history of, you know, <laughs> doing what the Warriors, he thinks the Warriors would like based on his hires. And it's no secret that Mark didn't exactly leave the Warriors on great terms, which is why I thought that the fact that Mark was still in the running with a sign that maybe the Kings were doing their own thinking and kind of thinking outside the box and not letting not letting themselves become the Warriors adjunct, you know, <laughs> adjunct or, you know, whatever. You, I don't, you can't even say they're a minor league team. I don't know what you would call it, but maybe they were going to think outside the box a little instead of just plucking someone from Steve Kerr's staff for the third time. You know, because I think at some point you have to wonder, well, maybe just maybe the the notion of the Steve Kerr coaching tree just ain't a thing. At least not in Sacramento. I mean, Alvin had a little bit of success in New Orleans, a little bit, but maybe the Steve Kerr coach, but even then, Alvin had been a coach before then. 
So we'll have to see because, you know, it didn't work out with Luke Walton. Will it work out with Mike Brown? And actually, in both cases, Luke and Mike have both been head coaches in other spots prior to Sacramento. But still, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. The fact that Vivek was at the Warriors in Grizzlies game three. The fact that, not you know, obviously Mike Brown's an assistant on the sideline, but Alvin Gentry and Luke Walton are at that game. Mark Jack, it's just, it wouldn't be right if it weren't the Kings. It wouldn't. I shouldn't say it wouldn't be normal if it were, if it were, if it was normal, it wouldn't be the Kings. And I just kind of, and I also was just fascinated by what seemed to be like, almost like a media rooting session to get Mike the job. And people are, you know, I'm I've moved past the part where I wonder about am I just a get off your lawn guy in terms of how people in the media cover teams and are you cheering for the team you cover so on. I, I I've moved on beyond that, but. I just noticed there was a lot of anti-Mark Jackson, and I didn't see the same level of critical analysis of whether or not Mike Brown or Steve Clifford should get the job. And part of that makes me, you know, part of it is uh, people just don't like Mark, and some of it's based off of things they've heard. And in terms of basketball, most people who didn't like Mark couldn't really tell you what Mark they did they didn't like on the court. They just didn't like Mark. And when it came to Clifford, it just seemed like no one gave a damn to even look into the fact that Clifford was able to get something out of two pretty young teams in two different spots, with Charlotte and Orlando. Just like no one even thought about that as to why Clifford might be a good fit in Sacramento. But the kind of the campaign for Mike took a different type of turn when I checked the Sacramento Bee out last week and Brown's agent, Warren Legary, spoke on the record about Mike, you know, will would take the job if offered a salaries for us. It's not an issue. If there's a rumor about that, it's not true. And you just don't see that happen. You just don't see that happen <laughs> where the agent is speaking on the record in the middle of the it's, it's not normal. And, you know, basically campaigning for a client, you know, through the media. So. Congrats to Mike Brown. Like I said, the momentum picked up. And when I read that article, I was like, yeah, what Mike's probably going to get the job. <laughs> it just it just made sense from that point. But the question will remain. Can Mike com- command that respect that needs to be commanded in that locker room? If this is truly Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox, who uh, has a relationship w- with uh, Mike going back to the cl- days, and they're both in Cleveland. If they truly, if this is truly their decision, can they form a union that can make this thing work? I mean, Vlade hired Dave Yeager, but Dave Yeager was Vivek's guy. Luke Walton was Vlade's guy. Vlade only got a year with Luke. So we just haven't, the Kings just have not had that chemistry, that symmetry from top to bottom in a while, ever under Vivek, really. I mean, I go back to Michael Malone when he's hired, but it's no secret. You hear all the whispers that he's not the type of coach that Chris Mullen likes. And Chris will tell you that he wasn't the one that fired uh, Malone and that based on how the team was playing, he wouldn't have fired Malone in that spot, you know, there may be philosophical differences aside. He wouldn't have fired him then. But you still had a, a an influential person in the front office not in sync with your coach. 
You get, you get to Tyrone Corbin. Clearly, they weren't in sync. You get to George Carl. He's hired by Pete DeLisandro because Vivek wanted him hired. Uh, Pete would have preferred to have done a full, thorough search, but that's not what he got to do. And then even in the midst of that, Pete is replaced by Vlade. Like, what? he wasn't even fired. He was still on the job, and Vlade just starts taking his job. So it's just this dysfunction. And then George and Vlade were never in sync. And then Dave and Vlade could never seem to get in sync, you know. And I think, you know, we look back, Dave had some very valid reasons to disagree. I mean, whether it be wanting to take uh, a Kyle Kuzma late in the draft instead of a Justin Jackson or a Harry Giles, whether it was taking Luka and not Marvin, you know. But basically, the issue with Dave Yeager was they didn't work well with others. You get a year of Luke and Vlade together. They get to the bubble, have a chance to make some noise. We're actually trending toward the playoffs for COVID. They were trending toward being a factor. You know, they get to the bubble, fall flat on their face, as the Kings tend to do late in every season. If there are if there are games to be played that matter, you can expect the Kings will fall flat on their face, which they did. You know, then Vlade is fired, and then you got a new GM with a new coach. So this 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 shit is just it just keeps going, going, going. So, let's just see. I'm willing to give this thing a try. Not a try, you know. I'm willing to kind of sit back and watch how this thing goes. Check it out. I was jokingly hoping Mark Jackson got hired because I think it would have made so many people who campaigned against him in the media go crazy. But, we'll see. We'll definitely see. But enough about uh, Mike Brown, the Kings, all that stuff. What I got now for you is a important message from our great friends over at DraftKings. In case you didn't realize that the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5. That's right, just 5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. So... Maybe you're looking to turn a little bit of money into, you know, to a big deposit into your account during these playoffs with DraftKings same game, excuse me, same game parlays. You can do just that. Here's what you can also do. You can do with that. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more than what? Boom! You have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So here's what you got to do, folks, to make that happen. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, everyone, I'm clearly recording this on a Sunday, you know, the day of the Mike Brown news. But that wasn't even the biggest news of the day, if we want to be honest. The biggest news of the day was... Kendrick Lamar blessed us with new music, The Heart Five, 
and the video presentation is just so damn wild and like creative and next level and this shit is awesome if you haven't heard it go to youtube and check this out watch how kendrick he starts with a kind of like a brief monologue and then he gets into his flow and technology is a scary thing how he's able they actually morphed his face based on who he's talking to he's oj He's Jesse Smollett, or as Dave Pell would say, Juicy Smouye. <laughs> He's Nipsey Hussle. He's Kobe Bryant. He's Will Smith. It's just, I mean, it's just amazing. It's an amazing presentation. It's proof that the music video still matters. And it just got me more hyped than I was before for the new Kendrick album to come out. I need that new Kendrick album to come out in the worst way. I, I'm 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 as excited as I haven't been about music, new music coming out in quite a long time. So, if you haven't done so, this is my disclaimer, my uh, request, or whatever you want to call it. Check out that new video from Kendrick Lamar. And if you don't like it, I don't normally say this type of thing, but if you don't like it, you just don't know music. This shit is tight. It's amazing. I love it. Kendrick Lamar put himself. People talk about who's the greatest of all time, the best rapper alive. I talked in the last episode about how GQ said Future was the greatest rapper alive. I think we know who the real greatest rapper alive is. It's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I said it. I know Jay-Z's still around. I know Three Stacks is out there. Damn it, I said it. It's Kendrick Lamar. And I will not back down from that. And he is the GOAT right now. And I won't change my mind. This is coming from a lifelong Ice Cube fan. I thought I would never like a rapper. I thought I would never like a rapper from Southern California more like Cube. Or Snoop. Kendrick, I think, in terms of being a rapper, Kendrick's better than both of them. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But, damn it, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, I'm excited waiting for this album. There were, like, hints that it might be a double album. And I can listen to Kendrick Lamar's new music for three hours straight. I don't care. Let's do it. And before I go, my second recommendation for this week, uh, or this episode, the new Jack Harlow. I mean... Admittedly, this wasn't someone that was on my radar a few years ago. My first real introduction to Jack Harlow was after he um, (laughs) was the guy who was caught in the uh, in the strip club with uh, uh, Lou Williams and took the picture. and And I had made a joke that. He was trying to make himself famous, and then fans clearly jumped on my Twitter account today. Jack Harlow's already famous, you idiot. And I was like, it was a figure of speech, calm down. But his new album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, it's good music. I mean, it, I, I, I find this a very good listen, a very easy listen, some nice features, some cool flows. If you're looking to get someone who's going to elevate your mind, get you thinking deep, this ain't the album. But it's some, some real good laid-back music, you know. To, I think, you know, I I did my little three, four-mile run today, today to that to the album. Run was, went good listening to it. Looking forward to giving it a few more spins. But definitely, this new Jack Harlow is something that you want to check out. I would run, you know, I, uh, I could have run down the track list. But, I mean, why would I do that when you're going to probably listen anyway? But what the hell? I'll give you a couple ones that I liked. I loved I, Do Anything to Make You Smile. I liked A Side Piece. I liked Little Secret. 
I like Churchill Downs, which is cool that 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 came out the same weekend at the Kentucky Derby, you know. So I, you know, I think it's a it's a good solid listen, and I think you'll enjoy it. So that's all I got for really all of y'all this week. Shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. And I may be back. I'm supposed to be off on vacation later this week, but depending on when the Kings actually announce Mike Brown, I may pop back out with another episode based off of the press conference and everything. So, again, you can find me at Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. And you can find me and my son talking about wrestling at Yes, we're at the, at the uh, Yes World. I, I'm sorry, not the Yes We're. Yes, I'm watching wrestling podcast. I need to change the name of it since it's me and my son now, but it is what it is. Y'all be safe out there. You guys have fun debating the new Kings coach and all that fun stuff in the process, all that goes in with it. Y'all be easy out there. I'll catch you next time. I'm out. Peace.